They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Welcome to another episode of the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. Today on this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I usually have an expert on a subject that I pick and I elaborate with them on the subject at hand. But today I'm presenting the information on one of my favorite subjects, that being Hollow Earth. One of my favorite theories, which is Hollow Earth. I'm accompanied by Ty from the Pizza Bros podcast. Check out his stuff. He plugs it in uh, during the episode and you can listen to his podcast with his brother about pizza and different subjects. I will be breaking down the origins of almost like a timeline, a chronological timeline of the hollow earth theory with a little bit of history. Then we jump into Operation High Jump and we also talk about the Nazi mole people because who doesn't love Nazi mole people? That just sounds awesome. So without further ado, this is Nazi Mole People, Operation High Jump, and Hollow Earth with Ty. All right, and we're live. Welcome to the show. Ty, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. That's great. That's great. Uh, For the listeners at home, Ty is a fellow podcaster. He will be joining me today while we talk about... I've named the episode so far, Hollow Earth, Operation High Jump. And not see mole people just because I wanted not see mole people in there. And my fiance had the pr- presentation open on the table in the kitchen, and she was like, "Not see mole people." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> just think, <laughs> thinking about go that. There. Thinking about that just makes me think of like Mole Man and the Moloids from Marvel, and but them all of them in like little SS uniforms, <laughs> and, and it just sounds so hilarious. Yeah, nothing better than the Nazi mole people. But for the listeners at home, you, you have your own podcast. You can go ahead and shout that out now so people can 
look you up and you can tell them a little bit about uh what your podcasts are about uh so my main podcast that i have it's pizza bros uh, pizza bros podcast pizza at pizza bros on all the socials uh it's just my brother and i uh, talking and discussing all things pizza. Um, and then we've also kind of crept into doing like candy and things like that, just because we, we kind of eaten most things that are pizza flavored. Uh, if something new comes out, we eat it or we do local places and stuff like that. Uh, I got uh, two other podcasts, the cryptid paranormal podcast project, which is I only got like like four or five episodes on that, and then my son and I monsters with Dade and Dad. Uh, that where there's two episodes because my son, I can never get him to stop moving for five seconds to record something. So, <laughs> how old is your son? Uh, he's seven, dude. He he doesn't stop moving. Yeah, my mine's two, bro. He just turned two and he doesn't stop moving either. <laughs> oh, it it. Once they start getting into like action shows and stuff like that, oh dude, it's they fight everything, and then they'll, it's just nonstop movement. They'll fight their own shadow if they can, right? Oh, definitely. That's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're gonna be uh, covering Hollow Earth, Operation High Jump, and again the Nazi mole people, because I mean, that's fucking awesome, dude. I love World War II history, and just dude, World think- War II is so insane. World War II was insane, bro. I mean, there's just so many things. You know, I still think it was it was an occult war. I still think that it was because the British wanted the this alien technology, and I mean, dude, it's it's a possibility. You know, it's everything. That's what I love about conspiracy theories that anything is possible, right? That's why I loved reading uh, Hellboy. I don't know if you've ever read Hellboy, the comic series, but it it a lot of it is based around like Nazi occultism and all the people and and creatures surrounding that. And it's so fun just to think of history in that way. I mean, a lot of I mean, don't get us wrong, a lot of terrible shit happened and millions of people died. That's not cool, but. The Nazis were insane, and <laughs> Hitler was a meth head. Like, these are facts. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Wasn't he always um, what what the hell were they injecting him with? He was, was on speed, speed, basically. right? Speed, yeah. yeah. He was a speed freak. If you look at old uh, film, uh, anytime like if he's not giving a speech and he's just sitting there, he's constantly fidgeting and rocking back and forth because he was a fucking speed freak. It was in, it was insane. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of his mannerisms, right? Like he's saying, like he's just, he was uh, always coked up on something. I mean, it, it makes sense, but it's like I was talking to somebody about this the other day, about how somebody who obviously they believed in the Aryan race, right? The perfect man, and this guy wasn't even blonde, <laughs> blonde-haired or blue-eyed. <laughs> no, he was, and he was like, he was uh, malnourished, malformed. Like he barely ate anything. He wasn't he had almost no healthy habits um i think he had asthma he had eye issues breathing issues stomach issues like the dude was a mess and that was before he became like the leader of the nazis yeah, and, and yes and yes too. a piece of shit yes 100 <laughs> percent piece of shit it just reminds me of trump how he's uh, supposedly he drinks like what like a bunch of diet 
cokes a day or something like Dude, that. Dude, he he eats like pills. a fucking toddler. Like he only eats McDonald's and drinks like a a case of Diet Coke a day. <laughs> it's insane. He lives in the White. Well, he stays at the White House, uh, and he has like some of the best chefs in the in the country. And he's like, no, just give me McDonald's. It's like, fuck it off, man. Yeah, dude, that guy's that guy's something else. But uh, so to the task at hand, hollow hollow earth, bro. This is this is such a wormhole, and it's it, it could it, it makes sense to me. And I I look up a lot of information. Some of it. You know, I'll, I'll maybe try to comprehend some of it. I don't. I can see where this one could be possible because, like, you know, yeah, it's it could be possible because the reason is that we don't even know exactly for sure what's underneath the ground. Right. Exactly. We've only I think the furthest we've ever drilled is only like eight miles. Yes. Yeah, uh, seven point something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's not far. Yeah, that's not far at all. And not only that, but you go to some places in the world and there's these complex cave systems that are around everywhere. But we'll get there. I got I got some stuff on that. But to begin, you know, we're taught the Earth has four layers, right? And we live on the crust. That's the outside. Then you got the mantle and then you got the core, which is split into two, you know, the outer core, the inner core. That's basic uh, geology, Right, that's what we're taught. Yeah, so the, obviously, cent- the center is molten iron spinning around. That's how we get the magnetic poles. Yeah, uh, and all that stuff. So then, obviously, the hollow earth is the concept that suggests the planet is either hollow or has some interior space that's that's hollowed out. And then some people go as far as saying that there's whole civilizations living within this you know, within the world, pretty much. And that's that's when you get people who say giants, reptilians, demons, and then maybe even the Nazi mole people themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously this is where you get the concept for the subterranean fiction. Some movies like, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth, At the Earth's Core. And I like to also consider, have you seen the movie The Descent? Have you seen that yeah, movie? Yeah, dude. The I, I first think one, that, not the second one, but the first one's super yes, dope. Yes, yes. I, I consider that subterranean uh, fiction as well, because, I mean, it's like pretty much uh, monsters living, you know, within a cave system. Who knows where they come from? But, yeah, some, that movie freaked me the fuck out. And uh, then the, the new Godzilla movies also tapped in Godzilla and Kong, because it's all part of the yeah, big monster yeah. universe. They tapped and, and, into... and Pacific Rim, too, but Pacific Rim was like from another dimension, like another planet. Yeah. Which I thought that was fucking dope, too. <laughs> I love you know, those like, dude, like big monsters, big monsters punching big robots and vice versa. I am 100% in. I didn't like the last one that much, but it was still oh, pretty dope. It was fun. It had good designs and stuff, but the story and the effects were kind of meh. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. Like I said, it's robots punching big monsters, so like I'm gonna have fun. Yeah, and then also we have there's movies there's literally a movie called Nazis Nazis at the center of the earth. Have you seen the movie uh, Iron Skies? Yeah, Iron Sky two. <laughs> I haven't seen it, dude. My friend, oh, my friend man. put me on the other day, and he he was like, yeah, bro, you know the Nazis lost, and nobody told the 
the motherfuckers on the moon. It's like, dude, that's hilarious, bro. Yeah, so Iron <laughs> Iron Sky is them. They go to the moon and then they come back. Iron Sky Two has to do with uh uh uh, uh lizard folk uh that came to this planet. Uh, one of them turned into Hitler, and then they when he started losing the war, he just went into Hollow Earth with like all of these other like leaders that are also reptilian. It makes um, sense though. I mean, it, that's... it's in, and then the people that are on the moon have to come back to kill Hitler on his T-Rex. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's <laughs> I think it's on Netflix. It's it's fun. It is dumb and it is fun. Oh, I'm I'm going to have to check that out. Uh so, yeah, Nazis at the center of the earth, and we have obviously that the idea how we were talking before the show goes way back, you know, thousands of years, uh, mythology, folklore, legends, and like I told you, different religions have different beliefs as to what's underground. The Greeks, Hades, the Christians, hell, Judaism, Sheol, uh, you know, uh, but obviously they, they would, they would associate this with with death so if you uh, you know you know what i mean you know religion if you don't fucking do good in this life then in the afterlife you're gonna burn in hell which is what yeah well in in like most mainstream like christian or or like single uh god godhead religions it's like you go either go to heaven you go to hell when there's uh like the greeks the Greeks were or Greeks and Romans because their their religions are the same thing. Um, it was just you go to the underworld. It not doesn't really ever say, oh, it's a bad place to go. You're going to be fucking tortured. It's like, no, it's just you go to the underworld. That's where your soul goes. Uh, it's that just doesn't modern... sound too good, though, Ty. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, I mean it, you're dead, so you may or may not even realize if it's bad. But uh, it's just modern, like, movies and stuff has depicted it as this terrible place that's, like, everyone's suffering and all that. But it's like, no, it's just, you you go to the underworld and you're done. Unless you can prove yourself to be, like, a demigod or whatever, but almost no one did that. <laughs> what the heck? I, I didn't hear about that. What, what are you talking about with, with that? Well, uh, so Zeus is... I don't know how much you know about Zeus, but Zeus is kind of a fuckboy. Can we no, swear on I this? I know that that Zeus, I know that Zeus and Jesus, their stories are almost identical. Because no, I'm just saying, like Zeus loved to put his dick in anything wet. Oh, really? And he has like hundreds and hundreds of kids in mythology because he'll just be like, mm, I'm bored. I'm gonna go have sex with a mortal or a duck or a horse. I the don't Nephilim, know. Nephilim dog, the Nephilim. You see? Like, yeah. But Bro. so that's kind of if you if people realize that they were demigods, which like part god, then they would get to go to. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Did you see it? It's, a, it's in the Bible, dude. The Nephilim. See the demigods oh, yeah. having sex. The redheaded, with, the redheaded yeah. God, uh, giants yeah, from the yeah. middle of the earth. Exactly. So the 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 hollow earth goes back, you know, Mesopotamia. You have Celtic, Hindu, the Middle Ages. Uh, you know, you have books like Dante's Inferno. You know, purgatory, you have Native Americans, Brazilian Indians, the Incas. Everybody has some sort of story that relates things to, uh, you know, either 
their ancestors rising from the center of the earth or, or something. And the the things about the things about this is that with every legend, I feel there's always a grain of truth to everything. You know what I mean? This is, and this is this is why I say you know every conspiracy theory there's there's some wild conspiracy theories out there, but this one I don't see why it couldn't be true because again we don't even know what's at the bottom of our oceans. We don't oh, even yeah. know what's and that's what blows my mind, dude. That we want to go and we want to colonize other planets such as Mars and and see what's out there. You I mean you got people who straight up believe that space is fake. Which <laughs> yeah, I, I love can, that. That's so funny. I can see that, and then you have people who believe that the world is flat. But I don't know, dude. You know, I don't. I don't know. And and one thing I do know for sure is that I don't know shit. That's what I know for sure. But <laughs> anything is possible. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 possible. Um, so there's a bunch of names for what's inside the hollow Earth. Today, what I which I had mentioned earlier, we're gonna focus on what they call Agartha. And this name came from a story that Olaf uh, Jansen had had written, which was a story that he claimed he sailed through the entrance of the hollow earth, through the North Pole, and lived with giants. And they had a, a central sun, and they had, uh, you know, the, Shambhala was another city down there. A whole civilization, you know, a whole colony and everything within hollow earth. And in Tibetan Buddhism, uh, there's a secret mystical city that's named Shambhala, right? Located oh, somewhere, they yeah. say it's somewhere, somewhere in the Himalayas, right? And uh, some people, and again, they 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 connect these two places. And we're gonna get there because, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give proof that 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 gives a little bit of credibility to this theory. But again, I, I love it because, dude. Antarctica is one of like the most mind-blowing places on earth like dude the ice is two miles thick oh yeah and they're drilling it constantly seeing how deep down they can go they keep hitting like and they can tell where they're going just based on like different mineral deposits on the ice because they can they know that like oh these this volcano erupted at this time so it's probably from this and blah 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 and they're finding new bacteria. Yeah, I wouldn't in fuck there. with that though. No, I, <laughs> hell no. That I'm surprised. No, that's got to be a book or something where like they drill down in the ice and Always, release some. Dude, fucking ancient... that's how you get coronavirus, didn't you know? <laughs> well, so the thing with <laughs> coronavirus is just all like the flu is a coronavirus. Like a See, stomach. but we got the super. Now it's. Flu. I think the new one is like Corona Nueva or something like that. It's got some Modelo, just, bro. That's that yeah. beer, Mexican beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend calls it the Kung Flu. Cause oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty racist. But <laughs> so yeah, they say underneath Antarctica is like a for like it's got forests and like as the ice is melting, you can see some of these uh, big trunks, you know, being exposed and stuff like that. Not only that, but there's some lakes in antarctica that are uh geothermally like warmed up and it's literally just a lake and it's just warm water because it's coming from the earth and it's just a big open uh you know hole but we'll, we'll we'll get there so this starts off with uh edmund haley 
right, in the late 17th century. And Edmund Haley, a lot of people know him because of Haley's Comet. So, again, what blows my mind is that a lot of these guys that come up with these ideas, they're smart fucking guys. They're guys who, mathematicians, you know, people who know their shit. And well, they he, I mean, support. in the 17th century, he was able to figure out that there's going to be a comet that's going to return every 42 years. That fucking blows my mind. Like, and he, and was, he just did it with math. He was math. inspired by Isaac Newton on his theory of lunar relativity, uh, a relative density. Because cause they were trying to figure out the density of the moon. And he was inspired by that because, uh, and I could be wrong, he said that the moon was uh, a certain percentage of the density of Earth. So he's like, well, if the moon is this density then the earth is it's got to be hollow so he believed he came up with this idea he believed that th there was a hollow shell 500 miles thick and then within you know it was a sphere within a sphere four times so it was the outer shell an atmosphere a sphere then another atmosphere and then in the center he never he never really mentioned it but the, you know, a central sun. That's what they all revolve around, a central sun. And yeah. then, obviously, the, the center of the Earth was populated uh, and had a, you know, he says luminous atmosphere, which is, that's how they got their light, because obviously you need light. But then he thought the aurora borealis was caused by the escaping of the gas through the through the crust at the poles. And that's why we can only see it up at the very yeah. northmost yeah. and yeah. southmost. Yeah. All right. You know what I mean? It, it, we're, we're getting there. We're, you know, we're working on This is a smart guy. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, and again, dude, at this point in time, they probably still thought what, that you could sail off the edge of the earth. You oh, know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Uh, this is also the time it's like, oh, you got demons in your brain. We just got to drill those <laughs> out. And we're going to drill a hole in your skull. How awesome is that? You know yeah, what I mean? They were literally the voices out. Back then, they were literally bleeding people, you know, like, oh, let's get the bla the bad blood out. You know, that's how George Washington died. He just, yeah. just they cut up too much. He lost, what, like, three uh, liters of blood or some crazy shit? Oh, it was, it, I think it was, like, three liters of blood in, like, per day. Oh, like, they just kept bleeding him. That's crazy. So, we have that guy, you know, Edmund Haley. Again, fam uh, famous astronomer. Haley's Comet. Very, a lot of people know that. Uh and then we have Leonard Euler in the 18th century. Uh, he was a Swiss mathematician. And then everybody started putting a little bit of a twist on the hollow earth theory, you know. And this guy replaced the multiple spheres with a single hollow sphere. And then in the center, he had a sun that was 600 miles wide. And it obviously provided light for everybody in the, the advanced civilization that lived within there, and then obviously he thought the openings were at the North and the South Pole. And I can see, I can see that, you know, because again, how many times have we flown over the North Pole? And how, and can you even fly over Antarctica? You know, they say, oh, you can't because it's yeah. dangerous, this and that. Well, maybe your equipment goes crazy because you're fucking flying over a big hole, maybe? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't mean, confirm that. Yeah, because everyone see that. I mean, that is the flat earthers uh, excuse for the ice wall. It's like you can't you're not like you legally can't fly over Antarctica and everyone. And I've seen multiple sources from pilots that are like, you you can you just can't like claim areas down there like you can just fly over it if you want to. 
but because of the magnetic pole, it does fuck with your instruments and it makes it difficult and the weather is kind of messed up. Yeah. But you can fly over it. But yeah, I've heard the stories of them flying over and seeing a giant hole and getting pulled down into it and Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So, we're working our way. We're at the 18th century. Later on, Sir John Leslie, he changed the idea up again. He said, "No, dude, there's two suns inside here, and I've named them Pluto and Proserpine." Right? So, this guy, Sir John Leslie, has another theory, right? And then obviously by 1740, uh Pierre Boger, if I even said that right, the guy's French, I don't know. Yeah, and I Charles have no idea. H- yeah, Charles Hutton uh with his uh Shehalian experiment around 1774, uh he proved the earth was had density. And they they were really close to the density of the earth. And then obviously today we know that the earth is not hollow, quote unquote, because of seismic waves because and again we don't even we don't even know and i can't dude i can't confirm that you know what i mean that's my well, problem yeah. with the government they they're theorizing that these seismic waves when they bounce it shoot it into the middle and it comes back and that proves that there's stuff in there like you could be hitting something else in it coming back it may might dude, not... over asia over asia the seismic waves are dampened right but again my thing is, and like I said before, we don't even know. Dude, we're still finding continents, bro. We're still finding lost continents. And I'll, and I'll get to that. Some fun facts. Obviously, the, the Aurora Borealis, is they say it's really sunlight from the inner sun, right? And then my favorite one, dude, my favorite one, uh, global warming is caused by the Earth's inner sun. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't heard that one. I like that one. That one, that, yeah, that was my favorite one. Uh, and to wrap up this part, uh, occasionally throughout the 19th century, this, these are going to be some people that we're going to talk about in, in depth, uh, John Cleve Simmons and uh, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah N. Reynolds, which was a follower of John Cleve Simmons, uh, they defended it throughout the 19th century, but obviously it was considered pseudoscience and no longer you know, viable. You know, they were just like, you know what? You guys are, are crazy, which I mean – that's the thing about about life, dude. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, I, I thought about that. Like, when we were talking about religion earlier. I've thought about, said, you know, what if when we die, there's nothing else? You know what I mean? What if, what if when we die, it's, that's it? Because well, there's yeah. so many different religions, we can't all be right. You know what no, I mean? No, that's, that's what, that's why I like the, the religious monomyth of all of the religions are the same, just the names are swapped out. And yes, it's, sir. All of the myths are the same. Absolutely. And then now everyone's fighting over it. But no, I thoroughly believe that like it's our brain is just a meat computer with electric like uh, electrical surges in there controlling everything. When you're when you die, it stops working and you're done. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're receiving consciousness. It's a, like a like a receiver. We don't create it. I, I I believe in that too. I believe the consciousness came first because, you know, they say that. You know, before the Big Bang, you know, the Big Bang came to be because of ripples in space and time, you know, were met at one point and it just exploded, which even that is still fucking mind blowing. You know, that that's the thing. I can't. How do they throw around these numbers, dude? Like NASA. NASA literally made the astronomical unit. One light year is fucking seven trillion miles. Can you even begin to comprehend seven trillion miles? But then when I go outside 
and I look through my telescope, it looks like that nebula is right there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's blowing your mind. Well, the light's there, but you're actually seeing the light from yes, however many years ago. <laughs> that's so fucking crazy, bro. I think it's like it would it it would take us like almost seven minutes to realize that the sun has gone out. Yeah, because <laughs> because light takes that light that long to get to us. Yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing. You see me as I was, not as I am, because when I look at you, you know. The light reflects off the photons, goes in through my retina, goes to the back of my brain, gets processed by my brain. Then I see, and I, you know, even if, even if a plump unit, which is the smallest form of unit, pass by, you know, it's still time that passed by. So you're still not seeing me 100% like in real time. That's why I think we live in a simulation too, dude. Ooh. You know what I mean? I do like the simulation one too, because it make, I mean, it kind of makes sense. We're just super advanced computer games. Dude, that'd be kind of fun. Who knows? You know, I, I and I want to do an episode on simulation theory because I because I love that theory, dude. I love the Matrix. I love that movie. I love the, I know, I they're making the trilogy. They're filming the fourth one right now. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, and I and I finished watching uh, John Wick three yesterday. Yeah. Right? I hadn't seen it. I have come to the I have come to a, a conclusion. I have come to a conclusion. <laughs> I think John Wick is autistic. Oh, I'd believe that. I think he's autistic. Why? Uh, the way he talks, right? He, If you really notice in the movie, dude, he doesn't really say all that much. And the way he talks is like, and you know I am here. here. And then what really blew my mind at the end was when, uh, you know, the king, whatever they call him, I forgot his name, the guy yeah. Morpheus, right? At the end, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm really mad, John. I'm really fucking pissed. Are you mad, John? And yeah, then obviously I they think I am. <laughs> they zoom in on him and it, they just look, he just looks like yeah I'm really mad I'm like what the fuck is this like yeah, I that's great the, I... <laughs> the the four John Wick four and Matrix four come out are scheduled to come out on the same weekend oh my god dude I I was like what god like I thought I really thought it was gonna be over I'm like. How many people can you? And then the world is so weird in that movie, dude. Everybody's after everybody. It's like, dude, imagine going somewhere and like every time you went somewhere, you saw somebody you knew. I was like, damn, dude, everybody in this town knows each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like what the hell? That, that, that was weird. And then if you notice when they were fighting, nobody else would react. Have you heard of the just, theory? That, just that used it's, to it? Maybe, but have you heard of the theory that the Matrix is, uh, you know, part of the John Wick uh, franchise, the the trilogy? It's like, <laughs> no, there's, no. <laughs> there's a theory, bro. They're saying that that that's why he's so good at fighting because he's Neo, you know, and he's. Oh, uh, so this is like after Neo is is yeah getting the Matrix over, and then he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to live like a normal person. Because then they, you don't know what happens to him at the end. You know what yeah. I mean? He and just, then you he just, just kill his dog, and then he goes mad, exactly. and then. Exactly, bro. <laughs> oh, <man>. It makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> so, uh, so possible entrances to the Hollow Earth. You know, if you want to take a vacation there, where would you go to enter the Hollow Earth? Obviously, you have the North Pole, you have the South Pole, and then you have other places, some other uh, interesting places. Uh, Kentucky Mammoth Cave. That's the biggest cave system, I think, in the United States or the world in Kentucky, which that's kind of weird. I mean, out of all the places in the world, Kentucky, but 
again, this crazy, crazy cave system that it's unexplored and some places are blocked off. You have Mount Shasta in California. Oh, man. Have you actually looked into Mount Shasta? I have not, no, but I've heard a little bit about it. Yeah, you need to look into Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta's got some crazy shit going on. Oh, really? Yeah, there's been... Like for decades, stories of UFO activity in and around Mount Shasta. Um, there, the locals would talk about men from the mountain coming down and like taking people with them or taking stuff. Um, (laughs) there's supposedly a government facility underneath it or in it. Like Mount Shasta's got some crazy stories. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. I've heard about that. Oh, that's interesting. I'll look into that you have also manaus uh brazil which i was actually going to go there to fish the amazon i ended up not going because i lost my passport but manaus that's interesting obviously the himalayan mountains in tibet because they say that's where the <laughs> that they say that's where there's an entrance and it's guarded by hindu monks <laughs> these guys are already right. your ass if you're trying to go into the city uh you got mongolia rama india and then King Solomon's Mines, which King Solomon was a very, very interesting individual in the Bible. Some fucked up shit happened with him. And one of my favorites, the Pyramids of Giza, bro. I haven't, I, see, I haven't heard about the last two. Yeah, yeah the, dude, if you know, okay, so, I and, I and I have friends of mine who would literally give tours. I've, I've done an episode with fucking Brian Forrester, bro. And I've talked to him about ancient civilizations and ancient technology, and I've talked to other people about it who have actually been there. There is a so with Egypt, what I love about it, 85% of Egypt is still under under sand, bro. It hasn't been excavated. And well, not because they that, won't they won't let them. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? So 85% is still under sand, and then on top of that, dude, there is miles and miles and miles of catacombs and tunnels underneath the 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 plateau right so if you notice where the where the pyramids are at there's like a bunch of land that's just that's just empty right the reason it's empty is because they if they build on top of it bro there's so many tunnels underneath there that whatever they would build would fucking fall into the ground because there's just so many tunnels underneath there so it makes sense why the government would not want you to you know look underneath the sphinx or go down this shaft that they talk about because again who knows dude there, yeah. there might be there might be uh and that and that's just what they know about like they're still discovering different like in the uh, valley of the kings has all sorts of different weird structures and stuff oh, buried dude the egyptians like, and these ancient civilizations bro they were on to some shit they were on to something and somebody told me something the other day that blew my fucking mind. Uh, the, I did an episode with this guy from Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know if you've heard about that. Oh Skinwalker. yeah, I love Skinwalker Ranch. So I had I did an episode with Ryan Burns, right? And 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 with in this episode, he told me something, and I was like, dude, what did you just say? He said that there's they have traced DNA, right? This 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 DNA anomaly, right? This genetic anomaly within the DNA of certain Indian tribes, that they say they're they're that allows them to see into these other realms, other dimensions, summon things, and all this stuff. That's why you have the crazy shit happening in Skinwalker Ranch. But not only that, that it traces back to ancient Egypt, ancient Mesopotamia, uh, even Mesoamerica. 
So who knows? Maybe the Mayans fucking figured out a way to leave this earth. You know what I mean? And because, dude, dude, that fucking blows my mind. Well, and so they all, I mean, they all used to take mushrooms or or like different fungus that can cause, because they've figured out that mushrooms and other fungi psychedelics any psychedelics yeah have played a role like, in ancient but they're they're not alien but they're not exactly terrestrial like they like all fungi kind of live in this weird plane where like they can't really figure out why or how it got here but it's here they're the oldest and, species of anything dude fungus. and and they've all throughout history been linked to like speaking with the quote-unquote gods which could man. be God was would, a mushroom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Dude, uh, it's all I could see bro. It, I could see if you if you take it enough, you breathe it in enough, like it could possibly rewrite rewrite some genetic code, and that would be passed down. Oh damn! Yeah, I didn't think about that. I mean, yeah. maybe if they tap into their third eye, pineal gland, DMT, all that stuff that comes from it. I mean, it would make it could make sense that they could just kind of go into a, a, a zen-like trance and just be like, oh, hey, I'm going to go talk to these people. Boom. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense, you know. Uh, but yeah, any psychedelic, all these psychedelics, all these ancient civilizations, they regarded higher consciousness as something sacred. And it makes sense, you know. It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so some miscellaneous facts. Of, of the earth obviously we mentioned this at the beginning the deepest we've dug and penetrated the earth's uh surface 7.6 miles so 40,230 feet and then obviously they know that the earth is not hollow and that's quote unquote because of the seismic waves that travel and you know we have the earth's magnetic field all this stuff and and they say that they've compared it, you know, chemical compositions of meteorites from experiments and that they figure, you know what I mean? It's, it's just stuff like that. But then you got people who say that the moon is hollow as well, because when they struck, they hit it with that uh, with that probe. It, it rung for like 16 hours or some crazy number like that. Uh, and the crazy size of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's yeah. Because it's what exactly 33% the size of the Earth, which is unnatural, crazy, and it blocks out them the sun perfectly, and so that's why there's, it's a there's all these bro. people. It's a mothership, that, yeah. Because there, there, there's moon. ancient civilizations who talk about when the moon wasn't there. Exactly. So that's that's fucking weird. Uh, and then obviously we're finding new continents. Uh, uh, I think they found uh. Zealandia or something like that which is a which is you know you have the island of New Zealand underneath that dude is like a whole other chunk of another continent and then oh. there's there's greater Adria which is under Europe right and it was like I have squashed. heard about that yeah yeah dude, so it's like you we want to go to other planets but some of our oceans we don't even know what happens in you know in a one by one square of dirt you know we don't even know what's going on then and then you want to go and what colonize mars why because you don't want to deal with the shit that's going on in our world not only not only with the world itself you know we have the inner sun causing global warming and then you, you <laughs> want you know what I mean? we're destroying our planet 
you have vets who are, who are literally homeless and, and living in the street. You have vets who are killing themselves. All this stuff going on, and you and you're worried about that, dude. I think I think Elon and I look up to Elon. I think Elon Mar uh, Elon Mars Elon Musk is a fucking reptilian who wants to get back to Mars, <laughs> and he need, he needs to go back to Mars, right? He's an He's certainly a weird looking dude. Him, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos—they're all fucking reptilians, dude. Well, Mark Zuckerberg is just a robot. Yeah, that guy's a cyborg. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's a weirdo, dude. Yeah. Like the 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 speeches he gave what at Senate at the Senate he was giving. Oh yeah. And it look anytime <laughs> he took a drink, it's like the first time he ever drank water. Yeah, bro, that guy's a fucking weirdo, dude. So you know, so there's a lot of things that we don't even know that our that our bodies can do. They're feeding they're feeding us all these things. We're eating all these things. You know, you have people who go as far as saying that they're putting. You know AI technology now in our bodies. There's there's some shit called smart dust, dude. That's in the air. That's gonna go in your body. It's gonna monitor you, <laughs> dude. It goes deep, man. It goes deep. Uh, so major key people of the Hollow Earth. We're gonna we're gonna dive into this. Right. We have the early 1800s. John uh John Sims, right. Uh, he was ex army businessman and then he believed the earth was hollow at the north and the south pole with entrances that were four thousand and six thousand miles wide right and they led they they led into the interior of the world and he spent most of his life trying to pursue this dream of going and entering the the world right and this guy he literally i think he had like 11 children and his his family was living in like ruins and this guy was just traveling around the country trying to raise money to be able to fund an expedition to go to the center of the world and this guy never this guy never made it right this guy never made it so that's spoiler alert. he never made it but after everything they named they named these holes the sims holes so imagine you put in all this work and at the end of the day all the people remember he's like yeah hey you're the sims hole guy yeah, yeah, those are my holes. Those are my holes, all right. <laughs> yeah, people only remember the legend. They don't remember the man. Exactly. So this guy, right, and here's the thing. He influenced some pretty significant people. So he had sent out this pamphlet, right, and he mailed it to the heads of state, scientific societies, universities, along with a certificate of his sanity, right, so he sent out this pamphlet. He's like, "Hey, listen, here's my certification of of sanity." And the the pamphlet read as follows. He says, "I declare the Earth is hollow and habitable within, containing a number of solid concentric spheres, one within the other, and that it is open at the poles 12 or 16 degrees. I pledge my life in support of this truth, and I'm ready to explore the hollow." If the world will support and aid me in the undertaking, I ask 100 brave companions well equipped to start from Siberia in the fall season with reindeer and sleighs. And he spells sleighs S-L-A-Y-S. Sleighs. <laughs> on the ice of frozen sea, I engage. We find a warm and rich land stocked with thrifty vegetables, animals, if not men. On reaching one degree northward of latitude 62, we will return in the succeeding spring. And he he mailed this out. It's called a uh, 
circular number one pamphlet or something, some crazy name like that. But this guy, dude, he was able to convince President John Quincy Adams, bro, the sixth president of the United States. All right. Yeah, I mean, I could see him uh, he convinced being interested. Them. He convinced them. And then, but the thing is that they were going to fund it, but before the reelection, uh, John Quincy Adams lost to, to Andrew. And obviously he lost the election, so they never went through with it. But I think it, they, I think later on, I think this is later on back in the 21st century. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think somebody was trying to fund another expedition and it lost like 46 to 52 or something like that in the Senate. <laughs> oh my <laughs> some, gosh. Yeah. Some later time, I have to look at my facts, but some later time they, they try to do it again. But yeah, so he died and it never, and it never happened but it sparked an er an era, right? And so Jeremiah N. Reynolds was able to influence the government after his death in 1838, and they explored, right? They found they found no holes, but they brought back evidence that Antarctica was not just a polar ice cap, but the Earth's seventh continent. Holy shit! Imagine that they found a fucking continent. Yeah, so they, they didn't realize that there was a lot of ice up there so much that it's a bigger fucking continent than I think. Isn't it the biggest after Asia? Something like that. dude. It's it's a lot. I mean, Antarctica is a weird place, dude. Like they, they say they have. And again, if you can want to believe it or not, they say there's even pyramids. Oh, Antarctica. yeah. I've heard the pyramids under the ice. They've tried to with uh Echolocation. Yeah, when you have two miles of ice covering something, you don't fucking know what's underneath there, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they say there's pictures. You can look this up. There's pictures of supposedly the opening to Hollow Earth uh, that was shot from uh, from a satellite view, right? Every time uh, I see those, they look painfully photoshopped. Well. NASA said that it was just a bunch of pictures of a bunch of different pictures, that it was one picture of a bunch of different pictures put together and it made it look like a hole, right? That's what they said. But again, it's fucking NASA. Nobody else controls what you see from space except NASA. That's the problem. You know what I mean? And NASA has been caught faking shit before. So take that for a granted. So that's why I said, that's why I said I have a problem with all the government bullshit because you don't, you just don't ever know. But, uh, in 1846, there was a discovery by Marshall Gardner of a woolly mammoth frozen in Siberia, right? And Gardner was subscribed to the idea of the single sun inside the Earth. And he suggested, because this woolly mammoth was really preserved, he suggested that it had died recently, right? So he thought that this woolly mammoth, along with other creatures, extinct creatures, were wandering inside the earth and that this one that he found had just walked outside to the hole at the North pole and was just frozen and carried to like some ice flow and stuff. Right. Cause obviously there's woolly mammoths in the center of the earth. With yeah. Dinosaurs and bullshit. You know what I mean? That, that's where all the dinosaurs went after the for asteroid sure. hit. They just for all sure. crawled under the ground. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so in 1869, we have Cyrus Reed, Teed, right and this guy this guy's a character i like this guy right he was an american uh, phys uh physician and he was involved in alchemy right and, and 
magnetism, electricity. And this guy, he was fucking around with his alchemy. He electrocuted himself. And he had electrocuted himself that he passed out. But then here's where it gets weird, right? <laughs> when he woke up, he realized he was the living incarnation of Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, well, that right? makes sense. And not only that, but he also decided that the earth is actually an inverted sphere. And we live inside and look out uh, or look on, not out to the rest of the universe. Right. So now this guy took the whole idea and flipped it upside down. He said, no, dude, we're living and we line the inside of it. And we're just looking at the universe. You know, we're not looking out to the universe. We're looking into it. Right. So, so we're, the, we're on the inside. We're on the inside. And what we're looking at is the universe. So take okay. what you do now and just flip it inside out. And everything is just, everything that we see around us, the universe is just inside. <laughs> okay. As if, as if the original theory wasn't crazy enough. Let's, you know, step it up a notch. Like I said, everybody starts putting their own twist on it. Right? So uh, he proposed the earth was a hollow sphere, right? And people lived on the inside of it. And in the center, the sun, and, you know, he said it was there was a sun that was half dark and half light. You know, so as it turned, it gave the appearance of a sunset and the sunrise and all this bullshit, right? Uh, that was so, always my issue with a lot of it. It's like there's a sun on the in the middle, so they all get it. I'm like, okay, but they don't have night. Like you need night to well, survive. I mean, dude, like fucking uh, flat Earth. <laughs> it's the same shit. You know what I mean? Like flat well, Earth. Flat Earth is just it's the moon. It's a moon and a sun just in swirling like, around. In yeah. orbit, like that—that yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, but then they think, dude, they think the sun is 200 miles away. Yeah, it's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, Reed Teed, I like that. Reed Teed, he started a cult, bro. Corshanity. What a fucking stupid name. And not only that. Unity. Corshanity. Corshanity. I don't fucking know. From the dude. concave hollow earth theory. Yeah. So. Uh, obviously I'm in Florida and unfortunately this cult was started in Florida. <laughs> oh, dude, we got our, we got our own up here in Washington. Oh, really? Um, oh, God dang it. Yeah. It's some, it's some lady that leads a bunch of people into, uh, worshiping like a lizard God. What? Um, and I think it actually is hollow earth based a little bit too. It, I can like never remember today? what it's called. Like today in today's time? Yeah, no, like it's it's like I think I can drive like a half an hour to get to their compound. And they 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 worship the reptilians. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> some lady is like their god incarnate, and she's uh, leading them or something like that. It's weird. What the fuck? Well, yeah, this guy, Corshanity, right in Florida, and they made this 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 invention of their of their own. And it's got a funny name. <laughs> the recti the rectiliny lineator. The oh, rec I can rectilinator? No, rectilinator? Yeah. Some shit like that. I just I know it's gotta do with the rectum. That's all I can see when <laughs> I see it. <laughs> so it's supposedly scientifically measured that the earth is in fact concave. And that's what they proved, right? What the thing that they invented. Whatever. Later on. T changed his name to Koresh. He bought a 300-acre farm, land, whatever, in Florida. 
And then he he declared himself Messiah, obviously, because he thought it was the second coming of Jesus Christ. And in 1908, he died without proving his ideas, and I think his his cult fell apart. They were like, this guy was full of shit this whole time, whatever. And you can actually go see this place in Florida, dude. It's a real place. You can actually go see where they were at. And oh, they had like the cool. yeah, they had like the first like a, the first form of a generator or something like that. Some crazy shit, dude. Like they had a bunch of stuff. You can actually go see this place. Not too far from me, but I thought that was that was that was funny. But I mean, just leave it to to the fucking Floridians, right, to believe some shit like this. But whatever. Florida uh, by... man believes in concave earth. <laughs> right. Uh, so people are probably wondering. You know, I mentioned Nazi mole people at the beginning of this. Where the fuck do the Nazis play a role in all of this, right? So, uh, in 1971, there was a writer, Edward Bueller Litton, uh, right? He published a book, Rail the Power of the Coming Race, right? And this guy made the phrase that he's most famous for, the pen is mightier than the sword. Right. Oh, he came up with that. Yeah, this is the guy who came up with that. Right. So again, that's huh. like people who who like are well known. It's like when you you know, there's a lot of things that are well known that people don't look into very much, and there's a lot of dark shit out there that you think is good, but then it's actually bad. You know what I mean? So you know, there's that. Um, it was a weird. The the, the book is a weird hollow earth sci-fi, por- proto cult theory uh, and and door like doorism. Uh, like put together right and in the book it's narrated by an american who comes upon uh an underground race right uh descendants from ancient aryans right whatever and they had harnessed a source of infinite power called vril right okay (laughs) listen and the people who had this this power right they were called the Vrilja, right? But then it's funny because it's German, right? The Vrilja, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, they had a whole society, you know, utopia, everything inside. Everybody was the same, perfect race. But then, obviously, they had the dark side in, in this book. Um, and since they were lacking the imperfections of, of regular humans, right? They didn't have, they were, they were, they were perfect and humans were not. Yeah. Uh, they, they lacked empathy, right? So, one day they would destroy humanity as we know it, right? So, this myth of the Vril was passed down to native German occultists. And obviously, as we know, World War II was an occult war, how we mentioned at the beginning. And it's proven that Germans were occultists, they were superstitious, and oh, they had man. secret societies within themselves, right? 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 Yeah, I, m- I remember all the... Uh, it was... It- was mostly women that were the like mm-hmm. uh the they Witches. had their ha- yeah and they they grew their hair super long because that made them better conductors for the message um yeah dude the, the nazis were you can't bring up any form of uh weird occult mythology without mentioning them i mean they came up they read all that stuff, came up with the time machine, whatever, the, the bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, going into trying to actually build spaceships so that, and rockets so that they, they can 
yeah. go into space and then also we'll, tunneling we'll, we'll into the there. earth. And, we'll, oh, my God. We'll get there. So one of these secret societies that took this idea was the Thule Society, right? And they backed Hitler and, and the Nazis, right? And uh, and so after the war, right, there, there was conspiracies. There was conspiracies saying that they had found this secret place, the secret race, right, and that the Fuhrer had escaped there. Right, but it doesn't it doesn't come with just people suggesting that, right? Obviously, what happened to to the Nazis after the 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 World War? A lot of things happened. One of them being uh, Project Paperclip. You know, Na- NASA was was founded by Nazis. You know, von Braun. Oh yeah, and a lot of people we, we got to the moon because of them. Because because they were so advanced than us, right? They were way more advanced than us. But how were they advanced? Perhaps they had alien technology. Who knows, right? So that, that's where that's where that's going, right? Uh, but nobody can say for sure they did have contact with with aliens or not. But one of the things that really, uh, you know, fuck with me, fuck with my mind was that they had before World War II they had claimed uh, part of Antarctica, right? And they had done secret expeditions and all this stuff because they they were they, they they were going all dude when they wanted to uh, to these ancient sites they were looking for stargates right the nazis that was like their first thing they were looking for for a different ancient technology and they were they were just going all over the world they were fascinated by it and so at the end of the 1930s the germans had 57 submarines and over the four years of world war ii they had 1163 technological technologically advanced submarines right so how was it that a country that was short on supplies because of the war you know they were being well, bombed the, the people were short on supplies the military had all the supplies they needed who well, who knows maybe they weren't well, you know these nazis they were they were fucking running out of like materials and stuff on the on the ground you know that's one of the things that fucked them up too in the end you know what i mean uh yeah they're running out running out of supplies uh they try i mean they tried to do a land war in russia in the winter because they're yeah exactly you know Um, they're ill-prepared did you have you ever heard about i can't even remember i think it was called like the battle at the pole or something like that but the U.S. government heard that uh, the Nazis were interested in, I think it was the North Pole, and they had sent some uh, ships up there. The Nazis had, and so the, the Americans sent some as well. Was it Antarctica, Antarctica that they went? Not yeah. North so, pole? so it might have been the North Pole. Who knows? But it was it was a big pole. One of the yeah, poles. Yeah. It's cold. But, so so yeah. I, 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 bunch of the ships came back like almost everyone died from america it was insane we, we lost multiple ships and and hundreds of lives on this just expedition trying well, to cut cut them off we're gonna yeah yeah and then we're obviously gonna get to operation uh high jump but after world war ii and i found i found two figures online right depends on where you look there's one that says 1.3 million and there's another one that says 250,000 Germans were missing, right? Obviously, we know that in South America there are villages and 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 towns that are pure German towns, 
because a lot of them escaped and went to South America, right? You oh, got yeah, the, a lot of Nuremberg trials. Yeah, Argentina. Uh, you know, so the reason this doesn't come with with just this, right? Grand Admiral Carl Donuts, I think is I think that's how you say it, Donuts. Uh, he had said, I think it was during the Nuremberg trials, I might be wrong, but he said on two separate occasions in 1943 and 1944, uh, he said these, and I quote, the German submarine fleet is proud of having built for the Fuhrer in another part of the world, a Shangri-La on land, an impregnable fortress, right? Because again, they were traveling around the world trying to find these, these, these places, this inner civilization, right? So then, uh, and then in 1944, he said the Germany, the German Navy will have to accomplish a great task in the future. The German Navy knows all hiding places in the oceans, and therefore it will be very easy to bring the Fuhrer to a safe place should the necessity arise, and in which he will have the opportunity to work out his final plan. So, uh, they say that in Germ- in Antarctica they had German base 211. And this guy, this admiral, was well known. Uh, you know, he was a facts guy. He was straight, you know, military strategy and tactics, and not known to be inclined to the mystical aspects of things, right? So that leads us to our next thing, right? Uh, they say that the Germans did indeed enter the Hollow Earth and were in touch with this advanced race of beings right referred to as the the Aryans or something like that some some weird name that sounds like Aryan right well every uh every description of them that i've heard they sound like the nordic like are you familiar mm-hmm. with like the alien different aliens they always sound like nordics tall fair skinned white or blonde haired uh blue eyes it, <laughs> I think that's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. So this leads us to Operation High Jump and Admiral Richard Birds. Dick Birds, right? Bird, okay. not birds. Uh, so this Operation High Jump was officially titled the United States Navy Antarctic Developments Program. And it was an operation run by the Navy, right? So it commenced... In August 1946, and ended in late 1947, way before they said that they were gonna be, they were gonna be there for like eight months, and they lasted like a couple, you know, like uh, however many months or between August and. Uh, it was yeah, it was between August of 46 and late February of 47. So they were yeah. there for however many months that is. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think either. it's only like six. Yeah, yeah. So they. Yeah, so uh, you know, it was like half the time or a third of the time that they said that they were going to be there. But they, 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 there was this was uh the official primary mission was to establish an Antarctic base called Little America Nine, right? So uh, yeah, so this 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 operation, right? They said it was it was for this, but they took a bunch of people. They took forty seven hundred men, thirteen ships. And 33 aircraft. Right. That's a lot of. That's uh, a lot. That's a lot of equipment just for going to check something out. 
that's a lot. So again, this is what feeds into the conspiracy that they were actually there to find the alien Nazis, right? So they were withdrawn in late February and was terminated, right? Due to the quote-unquote early approach of winter and worsening wor- uh, weather conditions, right? But, but then you would think that they would be prepared for that, knowing they're going to an Arctic condition. Well, there was another narrative saying that they suffered high losses, right? And the official death count is only, I think, four or five people, right? That's the official death count. But then they said that they suffered high casualties. You know what I mean? So. In March uh, 1947, a Chilean newspaper quoted Bird, right? He was going around and doing interviews. And they quoted Bird saying something. And this guy, again, he was a highly decorated admiral. He, he you know, well-respected. He was trusted with a lot of missions. And... He declared, this is the quote uh, from the newspaper, Admiral Byrd declared today that it was imperative for the United States to initiate immediate defense measures against hostile regions. Furthermore, Byrd stated that he didn't want to frighten anyone unduly, but that it was a bitter reality that in case of a new war, the continental United States would be attacked by flying objects which could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. Right? Right? All right. So he said this stuff again, a guy who, who, you know, very, very admired and highly decorated. So, um, obviously people had little, little information about the mission, you know, operation high jump and, and people knew that there was more to it than, than what met the eye because of all this military hardware that was involved. You know, it was a, it was a, a bunch of ships, icebreakers, all this crazy stuff. So we go back to Operation High Jump, and in January 1947, they were doing a, a reconnaissance of Antarctica. All right. And Admiral Byrd was part of that reconnaissance. They were going around mapping Antarctica. All right. These guys go out, and Admiral Byrd's plane when they were supposed to come back, arrived three hours late. Right? Mm-hmm. So, it was officially, the official narrative was that they lost an engine, right? And they had all this type of equipment on the planes, right? Uh, all this graphing equipment, recording equipment. And so, they said they lost an engine, so they had to throw everything overboard except uh, the films themselves and some results of a magnet meter, uh, magnet meter or something like that. In order to maintain altitude long enough to return to Little America, which was the base that they were building. So, this leads us to, again, if you want to believe that or not, to Admiral Byrd's diary, right, which was published uh, by some weird, published by weird people. You know, it can be, it can be discredited. But before all this, you know, there was other generals that started to, quote unquote, talk and some were locked up into, you know, mental institutes. And one of them had supposedly committed suicide. But a lot of people said that it was dubious circumstances. Yes. Right. So 
probably towards the end of this podcast, I'll post a reenactment of the logs that Admiral Byrd uh, had written, quote-unquote Admiral Byrd. And I'll probably post a reenactment of that. But to make a long story short, Admiral Byrd was flying, right? And all of a sudden, his stuff started to act up. His equipment started to act up. And he started to look down. He could see what looked like vegetation, right? And obviously, you're in fucking Antarctica. Yeah, you're not going to see what he describes as like, what, didn't he say like palm trees almost? Yeah, so I'm going to read a little bit of it. Creatures. Yeah, I'm going to read a little bit of it, and then we can break it down. And at the end, I'll, I'll, I'll post a reenactment. Because this is, this is like the cherry on top for for the hollow earth theory, I, I you know, I believe. Uh, so, uh, 1,000 hours, if that's how you say it, military, I don't know. We are crossing over the small mountain range and still proceeding northward as best as can be ascertained. Beyond the mountain range is what happens to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion. There should be no green valley below. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. And these are logs that he uh, was either writing or recording. I don't. I don't know. This is. But this is in a book that they published. And then that that one general that had killed himself, he had a personal jo- a diary, but I believe that was locked up and that's classified, right? Oh, and of he course. Was, he was saying wanna, all this shit. They want to get it out there. Exactly. So I continue here. We should be over ice and snow. To the port chart are great forests growing on the mountain slopes. Our navigation instruments are still spinning. The gyroscope is oscillating back and forth, right? So his shit's going crazy, right? He's flying. It's going crazy, right? So uh, I alter altitude to 1,400 feet and execute a sharp left turn to better examine the valley below. It is green with either moss or a type of tight-knit grass. The light here seems different. I cannot see the sun anymore. We make another left turn and we spot what seems to be a large animal of some kind below us. It appears to be an elephant. No, it looks more like a mammoth. Oh, shit. He says, this is incredible. Yet there it is. Decrease decrease altitude to a thousand feet and take binoculars to better examine the animal. It is confirmed. It is definitely a mammoth-like animal. Report this to base camp, right? So it, it gets weirder. Encountering more rolling green hills now. The external temperature indicator reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Continuing on our heading now. Navigation instruments seem normal now. I am puzzled over their actions. Attempt to contact base camp. Radio is not functioning. Right. And this is during the the three hours or four hours that he was late. Right. This is this is what supposedly was going on because after the fact, his journal. It wasn't before, because mind you, Admiral Byrd had been the first person to fly to the North Pole and South Pole, right, on expeditions on his own. Mm-hmm. But this journal entry was was dated to 1947. In 1947, the only time he was flying was Operation During, this, ex- during yeah. this expedition. So, uh, countryside below is more level and normal, if I may use that word. Ahead we spot what seems to be a city. This is impossible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. The controls refuse to respond. My God. <laughs> All our port and starboard wings are strange type of aircraft. They are closing rapidly alongside. They are disc-shaped and have a radiant quality to them. They are close enough now to see the markings on them. It is a type of swastika. 
<laughs> this is fantastic. Where are we? What has happened? I tug at the controls again. They will not respond. We are caught in an invisible vice grip of some type, right? So this is, again, this guy is, is supposed to be being controlled, and he has some, some ships that fly up by him with swastikas, fucking alien Nazis. Well, right? so my thing is, he says swastikas, but he doesn't specify specify whether it's a Nazi swastika or, or like yeah. a Hindu you're, swastika. You're right, because the swastika is an ancient symbol and it was just adopted by the nazi party yeah and because because of its occult nature and its ties to different things that's why they just reversed it um (laughs) but yeah like i've seen so many things online where they link the swastika people are like oh i can't believe that but it's like oh no it this has been around for so long calm calm down you're an idiot yeah so to continue here our radio crackles and a voice comes through in an in English, with what perhaps is a slight Nordic or Germanic accent, right? The message is, welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral. You're in good hands. I note the engines of our plane have stopped running. The aircraft is under some strange control and is now turning itself. The controls are useless, right? So he gets another radio message. And we begin landing. And all right, so we keep going. So it continues, and I'll put I'll play it at the end here. It continues, and pretty much what happens is he meets with this race of of what seems to be either Nordic or Aryan. Aryan and they have giants, I guess. I, I have to yeah, I have to find the name of it. But he says it's the most beautiful thing ever. And Is it called Agartha? He, yes, it a- yes. It's called Agartha, yes. And he says it's this, this beautiful, glowing, glowing city. And he he can't describe it with words. And he meets with uh, their master, right? With the master. That's what they call him, the master. And this guy is super beautiful. And he pretty much tells him, right, to sum it up, he pretty much tells him, listen, you know, your race, the humans up the outside dwellers, whatever you want to call them. They've mastered the power, a power that they shouldn't have mastered, right? And that's the power of the atom, because at the, at the time we had, you know, invented the the, the, the atom. Atomic, the, the, we yeah, entered the atomic age, and that's exactly. when a lot of this stuff started spiking. Exactly. So he says, listen, we want to choose you as our messenger to go back to your people, because obviously you're admired. You know, you're well, well respected and we want you to go out and and tell these people that we'll share our technology with you. Right. Because these these beings are super advanced, right? super advanced being. We'll share our technology with you if you, you know, drop all that shit, pretty much get rid of the, the atomic bombs. Right. Obviously, we would never do that because we're fucking America. Right. Well, yeah, we, we have the biggest dick in the world. Exactly. We will swing it and hit and slap every country that disagrees. So <laughs> he tells him to do that, right? And like, listen, we'll share the technology with you. And after that, they set him on his way, and he gets back, right? And after, remember, after this, he starts doing all these. Cra- he did some very odd interviews. Right? He did some very odd interviews, and 
Yeah, I, I might do a little bit of a clip on that, and then obviously I want to do I want to post the reenactment at the end of the the whole log, so you can see what they said to him. But pretty much, uh, I think that's what that's what seals the deal for me, dude, with the Hollow Earth. You know what I mean? Is the uh, admiral's story? If it's true or not, you know, if, if you want to choose to believe it, I don't know how you feel about the whole thing, but if you want to choose to believe it, you know, it could be true, you know. But... I, I mean, th- like with the interview, like if it was just a book, I'd be like, all right, this seems a little suspect. But then when you link it with the actual physical interviews that he did to back up his claims from the diary. Well, he was a, he was made fun of, dude. He was like he started oh, yeah. saying this stuff and he was ridiculed. And again, with every single thing, like even if you tell a lie, there's still some little bit of truth to it. You know what I mean? Like there's always even in myths and legends and stuff, there's still a little bit of truth to everything that you say or do or whatever. And this guy obviously was well respected. After that, he was like pretty much laughed at and he wasn't taken, you know, seriously anymore. And so, uh, you know, eventually he ended up dying and and. Yeah, and then the, the 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 book was published by some questionable folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you and you could go down that rabbit hole, but again, if it's true, because this guy was saying some crazy, sh- you know, what would he say that's gonna travel at high speeds from pole to pole, and that we need to uh, fortify ourselves from from an unknown threat from the poles? What the fuck was he talking about when he when he was talking about that? Well, what does that even mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, and it wasn't like this guy was something... super old and senile. Yeah. You know what I mean? This guy is a literally a, 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 an admiral, and he had a bunch of, you know, was a very decorated admiral, and this guy was credible. And what were you, what were you saying? What does that, dude? What does that mean? What did this dude see that, that, you know what I mean? That that and at the pole, if it was a Garth or whatever, what did he see to make him fucking lose his mind? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I I mean. I can't think I've heard any other stories of someone coming from a pole going crazy. So that means that he got that information from somewhere. I mean, and it also lines up with, you know, all the stuff that we know from different religions and and writings from the past that it it all kind of lines up similarly. It kind of makes sense. Dude, there there's, there's cities, you know, you can around the dude around the world. There are some very weird megalithic sites right around the world, and not only that, but cave systems that are not natural, that are man-made. And you know why won't the why won't the government in Egypt let you go through the catacombs? Why aren't you allowed to go in there? Why are some places sealed off? Well, what do the reptilians know that we don't know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do they have that we don't know? And then on top of that, dude, my research has led me to one thing and one thing only, right? Remember we talked about all these archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. That they're all the same. Satan, all these evil entities, Enki, Enlil, you know, if you want to go on the Anunnaki realm of things. Uh, you have the same archetype. Satan is Saturn, Kronos, the god of, of, of time. And I did an episode on this, episode two, check it out, uh, Saturn Time Cube Simulation. And it's that we're in a simulation controlled by the planet Saturn. And okay. why, why the fuck 
listen, dude, and I'm, I'm I'm getting to the juicy part of it. This is the, and this is a conspiracy I came up with um, uh, by myself, right? But shout out to Nick Hinton for coming up with the sign, the, the the Saturn time cube simulation, right? If we are being controlled by Saturn, right? And if you listen to sounds from space, sounds from space, bro, the sound that Saturn makes is fucking creepy as shit. Look it up. Bro, look up. I'm gonna Sat- have to do that. Dude, I didn't even know it. that was a thing. Oh, yeah, dude. Every every planet has its own sound. <laughs> yeah, look it up, bro. Saturn is creepy as fuck. All right. So, uh, I think that we are coming up with a space force because we want to go to Saturn. Boom. We want to go to Saturn because Saturn is calling us. Hmm. Just how David Icke says about the reptilians that they feed off a of negative energy, so does Saturn. So okay. does Saturn. That's, That's why all these, all these, these things, you know, Antifa, they wear black. Black is the color of Saturn. They're Saturn worshipers, bro. You see these cubes everywhere, right? These black cubes throughout all of society, you know, at the 9 11 memorial, black cube. Uh, and the UN Meditation Room, a black cube, which they call the altar to the altar to the God of everything, by the way, right? Some weird okay. shit. Uh, in the Transformers movies, right? What do you have? The Tesseract, a cube. Uh, you know, you have all these things, and the list goes on and on, where you can find the cube symbolism. Uh, uh, D-Wave quantum computers, black cubes, right? What the fuck does D-Wave talk about? summoning demons from other realms into our world and reaching into parallel dimensions to to quantum compute information they've said this dude they've said this cern has said this <laughs> shit <laughs> you know what i mean they've said this it's not it's coming directly from the from the mouth of the horse you know what i mean this is from them uh amazon alexa bro what is it a fucking black cube son you know you have this symbolism why the, why the black cube saturn saturn bro it's all Saturn. All right. That's a, see, that's a fun one. That's a fun one, dude. That's a fun one. Again, why do we need a space force? Dude, we have so much shit going on in our world right now and in society. And you're worried about you know, the military industrial complex. They want a fucking space force? What the this fuck is, is this? This is just uh, Star Wars 2 because you know the Reagan era Star Wars program? No. Uh, what? It was – yeah, so he, he started uh, – what he was, what they were gonna do is put satellites in orbit with high-powered lasers, and it kind of like a net covering the whole world. And if someone launched a nuke into a certain to a certain height, we could shoot it with a laser from space. Oh, and he yeah. named it Project Star Wars. That's awesome. That's just like uh, the new Star Wars movie. It's like, you know, like Star Killer Base. It's the same shit over and over again with these Star Wars movies. It's like, oh, you had the Death Star. Well, let's just make a bigger Death Star. And it's like, oh, you know, the Death Star is the only thing that can destroy planets. No, let's make a fucking whole fleet of ships that can destroy planets, you know? <laughs> How can we step it up a notch? Let's just oh, man. Put planetary uh, killing capacity on all these ships. So. Uh, to to sidetrack from this and talk Star Wars for just a moment, have you seen the Colin Trevorrow leaked script for the movie he was going to make instead of what we got? No, no, I didn't you, see that. You should look it up. It's just called Star Wars Duel of the Fates. 
and it sounds fucking amazing, and I really wish that that's what we got, but we didn't. Okay, back you know, to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to touch on that, I, I, I enjoyed this last Star Wars movie. You know, I mean, it was fun. It was fan servicey, and I am a fan that was serviced. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. You know, it, it fucked up the whole story. Uh, you know, character development, all this stuff. It did fuck with everything, but I enjoyed it. You know, from a movie standpoint, it was good. I think. Yeah. It was fun. But I had I had a good time. I watched it in so 4D, I'm, so I had a great time. Oh. See, yeah. we just went to like a fancy theater with like recliners and you ordered no. food to the area. 4D is where it's at, bro. 4D, 4D would Man, I would love to see an Endgame in 4D. That would have been dope. 4D. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, that is my research on Hollow Earth. And I wouldn't say I'm. I I can see where it's possible, right? I can see where it's where 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 it can where it can go. Of the like planetary spatial revolving uh, conspiracies, like Hollow Earth is one of them that I'm I can I can see that being a thing. Now I don't know about like so much the whole people living on the inside part, but definitely <laughs> like big giant hollow pockets on this earth like that totally makes sense to me definitely but so wait so you don't believe the moon is made out of cheese oh yeah <laughs> big old stinky limburger <laughs> right but but yeah dude um i don't know i don't know i mean i've done a lot of research and this is dude there, there's way more crazy shit you know oh I, yeah I, operation uh, high jump they said they said that the reason that they stopped and came back is because they were being attacked by UFO, uh, by Nazi UFOs, because they had harnessed this UFO technology mm -hmm. after the World War II, and they went there to escape, and that the United States was going back to get them. And but it's fact that we took a bunch of uh, of Russian sci uh, German scientists to the United States, and they did, uh, you know, put us in space. They put us on the moon. If you want to even believe that we went to the moon. If you want to go there that we went to the moon, you that's know what, what I mean? <laughs> that's what I almost love about this community is that it's like you can't have a conspiracy theory that doesn't also touch on at least 10 conspiracy theories unto themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Because, <laughs> bro, like what I told you at the beginning, dude, it's all connected. It's all it connected, is? dude. It's all connected. You know, uh, we talked about the Bible. In the Bible, dude, fallen angels, these demigods, these Nephilim, were they aliens? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of weird shit in the Old Testament, a lot of weird dark shit in the Old Testament. And, you know, there's talks of nuclear war, there's talks of, of UFOs, there's talks of what aliens, you know, Solomon and Gomorrah, they, they, what, these, these angels came and they were warning them about, you know, something was going to happen. Don't look back and turn into a pillar of salt. You look back, what was she? You know what I mean? Blown away with those yeah. two things, alien. You know what I? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it, it, it's all connected, like you were saying. Yeah, it's all connected, bro. It's all connected. All these ancient civilizations, like you said at the beginning, it's all the same people, just named differently. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's all same toppings, just arranged differently. Exactly. Just like pizza, right? Just pizza like, and Mexican food. Exactly. But. Yeah, dude, that 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 sums up my. I think that sums up the Hollow Earth. Uh, uh yeah. Uh, 
The only thing I know, uh, there's a a book called The Smoky God that came out in 1908. Yeah, I heard of. I, I, I was. That, uh... From what, what I understand, it was so. It's a story about this father and son. They go out fishing. It's uh, the Olaf get, Jansen, no? Uh, I believe I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's the one where they sail in, and they live. Yeah, with where they sail, they sail in there, live for about three years. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, "Well, we're we're gonna go back." And then the father dies, and the son is the one telling the story. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, maybe not. But I did. I think I came across that on my research, but I didn't really look into it. Um, and and another Hollow Earth like theory that I heard. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast. I believe it was the Higher Side Chats. Um, and the guy was talking about the Earth, the expansion of Earth, and how it's at. Mm-hmm. We do have a Hollow Earth. But it's basically like a black hole in the middle that is growing out. <laughs> and the reason, like, Pangea wasn't a thing, but or at least Pang- when it was Pangea, it was basically a ball of land. Mm-hmm. And it started expanding, and that's why we have oceans and why the continents look like they do. And then eventually we're just going to grow large enough and just explode from within. And that that is his hollow earth theory. Hmm. Yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, they say that the universe is expanding and keeps expanding. You know what I mean? I, uh, I've heard it as it the the universe breathes. It expands and contracts depending on what is happening. Because I mean, you get a black hole that's going to suck in gravity and maybe contract it, but then you get like stars exploding and forming, and that will expand it. So it just yeah. the universe breathes. It expands yeah. and contracts. Yeah, you have, you know, repulsive gravity, which that's what happened with the Big Bang. And then you, obviously you have that gravity that comes in. Uh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, there's so many things, dude, and we don't even know. I have a problem with believing the things that they say about the universe. Because, And the only reason I believe it is because I've seen it for myself. You know, I look up and... You know, I have a telescope and I love astronomy and all this stuff. And I look up and I can see this stuff. You know, as far as going to say that the Earth is flat, I won't go there. But it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. There's earthquakes. We know the 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 plates move. If that's even what it is. Well, who knows if the people underground are having nuclear war and that's what it is. The hollow (laughs) Earth theory also can work with the flat Earth theory. There's a lot of hollow flat Earthers. Really? Yeah, because it. De- I mean, just because it's a flat disc doesn't mean there can't be pockets and stuff underneath it. Yeah. Well, I I think we should do an episode. So we did Hollow Earth today. I think we should do another episode on Hollow Moon, and then we should do a Flat Earth episode. I'm I'd be down for all of that. You know, I mean, I think we should continue the 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 weird, uh, you know, geological. Uh, the earth is flat it's on the back of a turtle <laughs> it's on that's riding on four elephants yeah bro that's crazy <laughs> but dude one more time for the people where can they find your podcast i had a lot of fun uh, uh, i yeah, like this I type too. of shit i i, 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 I love I, this shit i this love is, diving deep dude this is like a quarter of the podcasts i listen to are all about this kind of stuff um yeah, my podcast, it's the Pizza Bros podcast, uh, Pizza Bros, uh, at Pizza Bros on all the social medias. 
pizzabrospod at gmail.com. Um, I got the Cryptid Paranormal Podcast Project and Monsters with Dade and Dad. I, I'm terrible at actually recording episodes for those two. Uh, but I will your, be... Your main hopefully. one is the pizza one, right? The pizza pizza yeah, Pizza Bros Podcast is the main one. Um, mo- most of the episodes was my brother and I bullshitting about whatever. Uh, sometimes inappropriate and probably shouldn't have recorded it and released it, but we do. And then the second half is usually us eating new pizza flavored things, new candies. Uh, I did we did the Christmas sodas that came out. So it's all sorts of fun. Cool, cool. So make sure to check out his stuff. And I want to thank you again, Tyler, for coming on. I did yes, have a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, 0600 hours. All preparations are complete for our flight northward. And we are airborne with full fuel tanks at 0610 hours. 0910 hours. Vast ice and snow below. 0915 hours. In the distance is what appears to be mountains. 1000 hours. We are crossing over the small mountain range and still proceeding northward as best as can be ascertained. Beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion. There should be no green valley below. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow. To the port side are great forests growing on the mountain slopes. Our navigation instruments are still spinning. The gyroscope is oscillating back and forth. 10.05 hours. I alter altitude to 1400 feet and execute a sharp left turn to better examine the valley below. It is green with either moss or a type of tight-knit grass. The light here seems different. I cannot see the sun anymore. We make another left turn and we spot what seems to be a large animal of some kind below us. It appears to be an elephant. No. It looks more like a mammoth. This is incredible. Yet there it is. Decrease altitude to 1,000 feet and take binoculars to better examine the animal. It is confirmed. It is definitely a mammoth-like animal. Report this to base camp. 10.30 hours. The external temperature indicator reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Continuing on our heading now. Navigation instruments seem normal now. I am puzzled over their actions. Attempt to contact base camp. Radio is not functioning. 11.30 hours. Countryside below is more level and normal, if I may use that word. Ahead we spot what seems to be a city. This is impossible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. The controls refuse to respond. My god, off our port and starboard wings are a strange type of aircraft. They are closing rapidly alongside. They are disc-shaped and have a radiant quality to them. They are close enough now to see the markings on them. It is a type of swastika. This is fantastic. Where are we? What has happened? I tug at the controls again. They will not respond. We are caught in an invisible vice grip of some type. 11.35 hours. Our radio crackles and a voice comes through in English with what perhaps is a slight Nordic or Germanic accent. The message is, Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral. You're in good hands. I note the engines of our plane have stopped running. The aircraft is under some strange control and is now turning itself. The controls are useless. 11.40 hours. Another radio message received. We begin the landing process now, and in moments the plane shudders slightly and begins a descent as though caught in some great unseen elevator. The downward motion is negligible. 
and we touch down with only a slight jolt. 11.45 hours. I am making a hasty last entry in the flight log. Several men are approaching on foot toward our aircraft. They are tall with blonde hair. In the distance is a large shimmering city, pulsating with rainbow hues of color. I do not know what's going to happen now, but I see no signs of weapons on those approaching. I hear now a voice ordering me by name to open the cargo door. I comply. End log. From this point, I write all the following events here from memory. It defies the imagination it would seem all but madness if it had not happened. The radio man and I are taken from the aircraft and we are received in a most cordial manner. We were then boarded on a small platform-like conveyance with no wheels. It moves us toward the glowing city with great swiftness. As we approach, the city seems to be made of a crystal material. Soon, we arrive at a large building that is a type I have never seen before. It appears to be right out of the design board of Frank Lloyd Wright, or perhaps more correctly, out of a Buck Rogers setting. We are given some type of warm beverage which tasted like nothing I have ever savored before. It is delicious. After about 10 minutes, two of our wondrous appearing hosts come to our quarters and announce that I am to accompany them. I have no choice but to comply. I leave my radio man behind and we walk a short distance and enter into what seems to be an elevator. We descend downward for some moments, and the machine stops, and the door lifts silently upward. We then proceed down a long hallway that is lit by rose-colored light that seems to be emanating from the very walls themselves. One of the beings motions for us to stop before a great door. Over the door is an inscription that I cannot read. The great door slides noiselessly open, and I am beckoned to enter. One of my hosts speaks. Have no fear, Admiral. You are to have an audience with the Master. I step inside and my eyes adjust to the beautiful coloration that seems to be filling the room completely. Then I begin to see my surroundings. What greeted my eyes is the most beautiful sight of my entire existence. It is, in fact, too beautiful and wondrous to describe. It is exquisite and delicate. I do not think there exists a human term that can describe it in any detail with justice. My thoughts are interrupted in a cordial manner by a warm, rich voice of melodious quality. I bid you welcome to our domain, Admiral. I see a man with delicate features and with the etching of years upon his face. He is seated at a long table. He motions me to sit down in one of the chairs. After I am seated, he places his fingertips together and smiles. He speaks softly again and conveys the following. We have let you enter here because you are of noble character and well known on the surface world. Surface world, I half gasp under my breath. Yes, the master replies with a smile. You are in the domain of the Ariani, the inner world of the earth. We shall not long delay your mission and you will be safely escorted back to the surface and for a distance beyond. But now, Admiral, I shall tell you why you have been summoned here. Our interest rightly begins just after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was at that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the Flugerods, to your surface world to investigate what your race had done. That is, of course, past history now, my dear Admiral, but I must continue on. You see, we have never interfered before in your race's wars and barbarity, but now we must. For you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for man, 
namely that of atomic energy. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the powers of your world, and yet they do not heed. Now you have been chosen to be witness here that our world does exist. You see, our culture and science is many thousands of years beyond your race, Admiral. I interrupted, but what does this have to do with me, sir? The master's eyes seemed to penetrate deeply into my mind, and after studying me for a few moments, he replied, Your race has now reached the point of no return, for there are those among you who would destroy your very world, rather than relinquish their power as they know it. I nodded, and the master continued. In 1945 and afterward, we tried to contact your race, but our efforts were met with hostility. Our flugerods were fired upon, yes, even pursued with malice and animosity by your fighter planes. So, now I say to you, my son, there is a great storm gathering in your world, a black fury that will not spend itself for many years. There will be no answer in your arms. There will be no safety in your science. It may rage on until every flower of your culture is trampled and all human things are leveled in vast chaos. Your recent war was only a prelude of what is yet to come for your race. We here see it more clearly with each hour. Do you say I'm mistaken? No, I answer. It happened once before. The Dark Ages came and they lasted for more than 500 years. Yes, my son, replied the master. The Dark Ages that will come now for your race will cover the earth like a pall but I believe that some of your race will live through the storm. Beyond that, I cannot say. We see at a great distance a new world stirring from the ruins of your race, seeking its lost and legendary treasures. And they will be here, my son, safe in our keeping. When that time arrives, we shall come forward again to help revive your culture and your race. Perhaps by then, you will have learned the futility of war and its strife. And after that time, Certain of your culture and science will be returned for your race to begin anew. You, my son, are to return to the surface world with this message. With these closing words, our meeting seemed at an end. I stood for a moment as in a dream, but yet I knew this was reality, and for some strange reason I bowed slightly, either out of respect or humility. I do not know which. Suddenly I was again aware that the two beautiful hosts who had brought me here were again at my side. This way, Admiral, motioned one. I turned once more before leaving and looked back toward the master. A gentle smile was etched on his delicate and ancient face. Farewell, my son, he spoke. Then he gestured with a lovely, slender hand motion of peace, and our meeting was truly ended. Well, there you have it. That was Hollow Earth we did we broke it down from when it started and then a little bit of in between operation high jump all the good stuff the nazi mole people make sure let us know if you if you liked it and make sure to leave us a rating hopefully five star comment follow us on social media at the one on one podcast shoot me an email if you want to be on the show or if you want to hear any subjects the one on one podcast at gmail.com and also make sure to check out ty's stuff the pizza bros podcast and until next time.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.